0: Right, so this is Desert Island Discs with a very special guest, somebody I mean, I'm very excited and looking forward to talking to, which is Joy Ridley. Good morning, Joy, how are you? Good morning, Baron. I'm well, how are you? Great, great, and really looking forward to this conversation. So, um as as you know, um you've given me eight songs. I'm about to maroon you on your own desert island. I do apologize about that. <laughs> <laughs> um but you are allowed to take um eight songs, and, as you know, some other things we'll talk about at the end um so first of all, do you want to say a little bit about um who you are uh, that old that old uh, remember that silver black program what's your name and where'd you come from? Um, yes. <laughs> do you want to say a little bit about uh, who you are and your background and um where you've got to in, in this stage of your life right uh, well i um
1: I was born in Carlharton.
0: Okay. in Surrey. Well,
1: it was it was Surrey then. Of course, it's now part of Greater London. I was born in the 50s um, and uh, I'm the ripe old age of 67, but I still don't think I behave like I'm 67. I don't think I've ever really grown up, um, which is not bad because it means I enjoy life a lot. Good for
0: you. Um, I live in Ashtead with my cat, Rosie, wow. who is sitting next to me. What kind of cat is Rosie? She's uh she's a moggy, she's a rescue cat. Oh, right um, but she's she's jet black, absolutely black all over. Mm. Um, which makes her very very difficult to find in the dark. Um, <laughs> what kind of eyes has she got? <laughs> sorry? What kind of eyes? What colour eyes has she got? Um, they are oh
1: goodness, isn't that funny? They're sort of dark actually. I was wow. just looking at them to check. And she took offence at that and they've gone running off now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sorry, Rosie. No, she was uh she was um she's probably about 17 she was an adult cat when I rescued her so the RSPCA weren't quite sure of her age but they thought she was about 3 and I've had her 14 years and um, I have to say she's been absolutely um, a godsend in particular over the last few months because it's just occurred to me with you saying about being on the desert island Mm. Um, I'm actually um, in the um, high risk category so I've been shielding and I'm an extra, extra cautious shielder Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) so I don't go anywhere at all except my garden Wow um, So how long have you been doing that Joy? Well since uh,
1: the, oh gosh when when lockdown happened Mm. something like 23rd 24th of March I think
0: Wow, so we're Um, now sort of towards the end of June, So that's what, three months is that March? Yes Yes, April, is, May, yes. June. So how's that, um, how's that yeah. been for you? Well,
1: it is difficult. I'm, I mean, I'm basically a fairly social animal. And at this time of the year, because I do amateur dramatics... Um, we're always
2: heavily involved in doing plays around now. We Mm. would have had a production in April. I'm involved in Leatherhead Drama
1: Festival, both on a performance and running it. I'm I'm on the committee. Oh, wow. Um, So we would have just been, I would have been seeing all my lovely Amdram friends night after night, you know, getting together lots, doing plays, doing... um, So it's a total contrast (laughs) to be just at home, on
0: my own for the last three months I I have found that I've coped with it better than I thought I would
1: um I do suffer from depression so I thought I would really struggle Mm. um but I I think I've dealt with it better than I anticipated I've got great friends who get in touch and uh um keep in touch with my work colleagues obviously um so I, I it
0: it's now, actually, that I'm more terrified of actually going out there, you know? <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. You'll be fine. You've already started great. And um, well, yes, don't, don't you worry about it. Um, you'll be absolutely brilliant. So, listen, you've chosen some really lovely pieces of music and a nice varied selection. So I'm interested to not only hear them in full because we just played, we went through them, did we not? Sort of just to check everything was right. But I'm looking forward to hearing them longer, but also hearing why you've chosen them. So before we kick into the choices, Joy, um, yeah. you were talking to me about the the order. So so, what was the thinking behind this selection of music for your Desert Island? Um, it's uh, interesting. I
1: I found it very difficult because there's so... And, and in fact, since I gave you the choices, I keep hearing things and thinking, oh gosh, I should have had that <laughs> one as well. <laughs> um, but... Uh, the, instantly, I the, the, about sixteen pieces of music came to me within within about an hour of you asking. I I, I came up with about sixteen pieces, which I've since whittled down. Um, and at first, I thought I was just choosing music that I liked, but then I as the more I thought about each piece, the more I realised they actually do relate to things in my life. Um, Music is very important to me uh as I said, I suffer from depression, and one of the most uplifting things for anybody is music absolutely and um singing in particular yes um so it so a lot of it is about things that make me feel either better or or uplift me or remind me of something good in my life. Um, so that that's basically yes, that's that's how I've chosen them, and it and it did when when I actually looked at them, it did fit into a more or less chronological
0: um, pattern of things from my life as well. Interesting. So we're going. To, that's thank you for giving that sort of background. So we'll go through. I'm looking forward to listening to the music, but also hearing the story behind each piece. So let's start off with the very first one. And you've gone for, um, I think, an amazing composer with a beautiful piece of music, which is Vivaldi's Gloria in D major. Um, So why have you gone for this particular one as your first choice?
1: Well, partly I wanted to to top and tail with joyous music. Mm. Um, And um, singing, I've sung in choirs for, I'm, I'm not actually singing with one at the moment. In fact, unfortunately, nobody is because they're not allowed to get together so um but i i've sung in lots of choirs i I, singing as you probably know is a natural antidepressant yes the the process releases or endorphins so it's so it's a bit like chocolate it
0: makes you feel good (laughs) but it doesn't make you fat
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) um and on top of that, choral singing
1: has the extra benefit as it brings you together with other people. I love making
0: harmonies. I just love harmonising. What kind of voice have you got, Joy? I'm a soprano. Okay. A soprano. Mm. And that helps as well because the higher you sing, the more endorphins you release. I didn't know it's that. As great. As a, as yes. a bass singer, yes. as you can probably gather from my voice.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, well, I—I'm I, sure you release endorphins as well. Oh, so thank I'm
0: you sure very you, much,
1: i <laughs> sure You—you—you you get the feeling. Um, but also, I think the fact that you're together as a team and you're listening to each other to make the best sound that you can—and—and and I have—I have built up some very good friendships um, singing with choirs. Um, one of my best, very best friends is someone that we, we joined a choir the same night. So, um, back in 1990. End of nineteen ninety, I think it was, and we're still extremely good friends now. She's one of my best mates. She's one of the people who keeps checking that I'm okay. Oh, that's nice.
0: That's good. <laughs> and what's do you want to mention her um, name at all? Uh, her name's Cheryl. Okay. Well, well done, Cheryl. Yeah. That's 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 what you <laughs> seriously. That that's that's what friends are for. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And. um... Gloria is a piece that is just sheer joy, and and it's not very long either. So it's a, a an outburst of joy, and um, I've sung it in it, all choirs do it. So I've sung it in every choir I've sung with, and I defy anybody to be gloomy
0: after they hear this. It's, I, I just love it. Yes. Okay, well let's um, let's raise everyone's spirits then with Vivaldi's <laughs> Gloria in D major. Lovely. lifted my spirits <laughs> and mine certainly did <laughs> that was fantastic and that was the choir of king's college cambridge with vivaldi's Gloria in d major beautiful piece of music and um from what you're saying joy a staple for um choral choirs by the sounds of it
1: yes yes most choirs uh we'll will do that from
0: time to time yeah excellent now you've um you've if you could you've topped that with your next choice which is um, another beautiful piece of music. Um, it's from the album Heroes, but it's actually Edward Elgar and Nimrod. Um, again, a very well-known piece, but obviously um, one that you've chosen because, again, it's, I think, personal to you. And, and, and why would that be?
1: It is. It was my mother's favourite piece of music. And uh, we... We had it at her funeral. I mean, I know a lot of people do have it at funerals because it's acquired that sort of use, that sort of reputation. Um, but for us, it was because it was her favourite piece of music. And um, my mother was absolutely the, the the best person I've ever known in the whole world. Um, I've, <laughs> I've spent the rest of my life trying to live up to her, but I don't think I have. <laughs>
0: wow. Um, And what was it about her that made her this sort of totem?
1: Well, she was um, of the generation where, um, I mean, she and my father knew each other before the war. They worked together um, at the Prudential Insurance Company, Um, but they didn't get together as a couple before the war. But they both went back to the Prudential after the war, and then that's when they got together. And in those days, as soon as you got married, you stopped working. So she, mm. she became the homemaker, and she just devoted herself to it. She she was totally devoted to the family. Um, I have an older brother, David, who's two years older than me, and um, we 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 and my dad were her life. Um, she was absolutely selfless. She was a constant peacemaker, which she needed to do quite a lot because, like most brothers and sisters with two years between them. We
2: did squabble a lot. (laughs) We devoted to each other as well. uh,
3: uh, She was just this lovely, modest, gentle, shy
0: person. She was very musical as well. We used to play piano duets together. How wonderful. uh, Sorry? I said how wonderful. And I was also wondering, Joy, what um, your parents' names were. Uh, My mother was Betty and my father was Charles. Okay, and were they in terms of their background? You said you were from Carshalton. Were they also from the local area, or were their family from elsewhere? No, they were both Londoners. Um,
1: uh, my dad uh, lived in Camberwell, and my mother
0: in Haringey originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they ended up
1: living in the countryside in Sussex. So they weren't really townies by by heart. They they loved going to the. They loved being in the countryside. At the end
0: and and, so, and And this particular piece of music was this one that she knew or and she'd requested, or that um, um you decided she just, she just I, I just always knew that she
1: loved it. Uh, I can't remember when when it sort of came about, but um she she actually um she died in 1994 unfortunately with breast cancer, but um I, st- I still think of her and miss her every single day. Um, she was just amazing.
0: And this uh, reminds you of of your mother betty, and it, it does and a very beautiful and piece I've, go on
1: and I've chosen the version of by the band of the coldstream guards because it's because its focus is on the brass, and I just love brass music um Epsom and Yule silver band um
0: perform at the old moat um where, where I work haven't mm. mentioned that yet. We've yeah, we'll um, the place. Old Mode Garden yeah. Centre. Um, they every summer they do a concert in our walk garden. Oh wonderful. We've unfortunately just had to cancel it. So ah. so this will be
1: my 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 um my fix of
0: brass music. <laughs> wonderful. So let's do that. So uh, Nimrod reminding you of your mother Betty and giving you your brass music fix. Yes. The album Heroes, the Band of the Coldstream Guards, Edward Elgar's Nimrod. And that was for your mother Betty. And um, what a what, wonderful way to remember somebody like that in your life.
3: Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, what was it like listening to that, Joy? Oh, oh, gosh, it always makes the hairs on the back of my neck go up when, the minute it starts. And, and of course,
1: it's a bittersweet thing because it's, you know, all, all sorts of memories flood back about my mum. So, uh, but it's, it's good. It's good to have those memories. It's wonderful to have those memories.
0: Yeah. Can you think of one particularly positive, pleasant memory that that brings to mind? Oh, gosh,
1: not really, no. I mean, it doesn't, I don't
0: associate it with any particular sure. event in our life. But it's just it's funny actually because I was
2: I was reading I, I don't know if you know but um it's from the Enigma variations mm-hmm. and Elgar wrote those. Um each piece was dedicated
1: to somebody he knew and Nimrod was dedicated to um a music editor, a music publisher called Augustus Jaeger. Okay. And Jaeger is German for hunter.
0: Indeed, and as in Nimrod jägermeister. yeah, and yes, <laughs> and Nimrod is described in the Old Testament as a as a mighty hunter before the Lord, and that's ah, where that's, that's the why connection. Nimrod, yeah. But
1: the, the thing about the, the thing about this that made me think again of my mother was that he, he dedicated it to this um, Augustus Jäger because all through his musical life. He was always encouraging him. At times when he thought he was going to give up, um, it was him who would encourage him to carry on, and and so that's just a, a, and it's so appropriate for my mother because that's what she did. You know, we we
0: were always encouraged, always encouraged when we were young. Fantastic. Um,
1: so it's it's rather
0: relevant from that point. Nice, you know. um, nice connection. Actually, hearing that. Um... Gives it even more context, so thank you, Joy. Um, right, so we move on to a very different um, style of music and a very different era. Yes. So we're to yes. the 60s and yesterday by the Beatles from the album Help. Yes. And um, yep. why have you gone for this one? Well, I had to have something by the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I always consider myself very lucky to have been born in the 50s because it meant I grew up... With what I consider the best musical decade
0: ever, which was the sixties, well, arguably. Uh, And um, I was a Beatles girl. I know there were some who were Stones fans.
1: I was a Beatles fan. (laughs) Um, um, It's it's very reminis very uh, reminds me very much of of, as as I say, I had a very happy childhood and youth. um, Lovely, warm, loving family. Um, David and I were both into our music. His was rather louder than mine, <laughs> on the whole. Was he a Stones um, guy? Uh, no, well, no, he was more... Um, well, it was a bit later than the 60s. Well, actually, I'm not sure. probably started in the 60s. He was more sort of heavy metal. Yeah. So, you know, like Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, oh, yeah. that sort of thing. But he's always had very broad choices in music. He likes all sorts of different styles. So... And he still does. I mean, music is one of his big passions, um, and so our house was always full of music, really. Um, we used to have our friends round, um, we'd all play music. My parents were extremely tolerant. <laughs> uh, and, um, the Beatles, uh, I loved the Beatles. Paul was my favourite. So but it was difficult choosing a Beatles song, there's so many, but yesterday I think it's, um, it's so different from what else they were doing at the time. You know, I think it was the first one that they had a strings, uh, you know, brought the strings, Mm -hmm. a slight classical sound to it. Um, The fact that it was just ball singing, just one guitar. um, It's just an absolute classic. And, I mean, you know, so many people have recorded it over the years. um, And it was funny the other day, actually. I had to, um, I was asked for a photograph from my childhood. And while I was going through the photos, I found a school photo Um, of myself wearing um, a brooch that was a guitar
0: shape with um, Paul's picture in the the round
1: bit and I remember our local toy shop was selling these brooches it must have been about 10 Um, and they they had them for each beetle so (laughs) you could have you know you could choose your beetle and and it was just really it was only a few days ago I saw this and I thought
0: that, that was, took me back yeah so it had to be this it has to it be this to be, yeah. um, so I'll, I'll play this and ask you an obvious question afterwards so Yesterday by the Beatles from the album Help Lovely.
4: Yesterday all my troubles seem so far away now it looks as though they're here to stay oh I believe Today.
0: Yesterday by the Beatles and um, Joy, uh, you mentioned that picture so do you have that picture and are you happy to share it with us so so we can uh, use that to uh, (laughs) promote the programme or is that going a bit too far? (laughs) Me as a 10 year old Yeah um, Why not, why not (laughs) Yes, I can do
1: Oh, of course I don't have it electronically I'll have to I only
0: have it as a hard copy You take a picture with your iPhone maybe I can take a picture of it Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun (laughs) Because you've given the nice nice little story there. Fantastic. Yeah. So listen, you're a Beatles girl, we've established that. Um you had a good childhood. Did you enjoy school, by the way?
1: Um, pretty much, yeah. I was um um yeah, I had good friends there. I I was sort of
2: in the sort of top half mostly, so mm-hmm. I didn't have any big anxieties, um um
1: i didn't I didn't like doing exams. I do remember getting very anxious about exams but um i I was very fortunate that both my primary school and senior school were both very good schools mm. and um i um yeah I, I i it was good education um I do annoy people sometimes because they were both very good at teaching grammar and spelling, and I'm a bit pedantic about that sort <laughs> of thing. I do annoy people. I'm oh, sorry. There shouldn't be a full stop there. No,
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's not. No, that's not the correct use of a comma. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I've worked in publishing, so I, I'm surrounded. And uh, my good lady's an editor, so um, I'm used to um, pedants, shall we say, oh, on, on of yeah. the page. So yeah. Well, I, spent, I spent a lot of time in communications as well. So. So it's, it's quite useful because it, it, you know, you know you're right. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. And you and you've got to communicate and you've got to communicate clearly and consistently, as we all know. So exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, you've chosen a, an interesting song to come next, which is perhaps not as well known as the the two pieces beforehand, no. which is "You're the Voice" no. by John Farnham. And yeah. um, why why is this one important to you? Uh, well,
1: I. Um, spent two and a half years in Australia
0: Okay um, I went in the
1: late 80s, late mm-hmm. 1980s um, my, my then husband and I emigrated to Australia Wow um, It was a choice of that or buy a boat and sail around the world And I decided Australia was safer
0: <laughs> so, A bit more um, practical perhaps Yes <laughs> but, but <yeah. laughs> well, I, I am very glad that we went But
1: it's a rather bittersweet um, memory Because um, I can well remember that when we applied um, to emigrate, the one of the sentences that sticks out in my memory of the literature the Australian Embassy provided was, um, "Don't look at emigration as a way of saving a failing marriage."
2: Wow! And they were absolutely right. <laughs> um, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a very happy time from that point of view. Mm-hmm.
1: But. Um, even though it was such a difficult time in my life, um, it didn't stop me appreciating what a fabulous place it is. I, I absolutely loved it.
0: Um, we, we lived in Perth in the west. I was going to ask church. where. So that's, um, that's quite a particular place. You're, you're relatively remote there in relation to Very the other remote. cities, aren't it's you?
1: The, it's one of the remotest
0: cities in the world mm. because not only is it so far from the, the, the big cities in the east,
1: but it is—it's further, you know—it's far from anywhere else as well. Yeah. And of course, um, it is a very big state. I mean, there's three million people living in it, but it's massive. Yeah. Um, and one million of them live in
0: Perth. That was then. There may be more. Sure. Now, because that's you know. But, but comparatively. But we,
1: we were very lucky because we went at a time when house prices over here were really high, and house prices in Perth were really low. So we were able to buy this fabulous big house on a hill overlooking the Indian Ocean. Wow. Um, and and it was just gorgeous. And I loved the people. People were so friendly to us. Um, the climate, the way of life. Um, so so although my marriage was falling apart, and, and it did, and I came home alone and he stayed there... Um, it, it didn't stop me appreciating what an amazing place it is. And this particular piece of music was, was massive at the time. Um, John Farnham was big, um, a big star then. And he is still performing now. Um, and the funny thing is that it's popped up in other bits of my life
0: since then. Really? Um, yes, they Coldplay performed it
1: at, at um, a concert... In I've just checked the date; it was two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. which is recent. They
0: performed it, and he came on stage and said Oh wow! It. And and then, funnily enough, um, Alfie Bow, who we'll <laughs> yes, we're we'll to hear it, shortly. <laughs> uh, he and Michael Ball have been singing it on their. <phone rings> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so it's
1: it's it's just funny the way it's just popped up. Yeah. But, and also the words of it are actually rather appropriate for now because it's it, what it's about, it's encouraging the ordinary person to make a stand to, to make things better.
0: Very um, appropriate for now.
1: And so so it is very
0: appropriate. Yep. Excellent. Well, let's hear it then. You're the voice by John Farnham. Go, John Farnham, with uh, "You're the Voice" and uh, very powerful, and it and it sounds very current, doesn't it? Joy.
1: It does, yes, yes. And it, incidentally, it was because um, he's actually—I think he's actually originally from England and went to Australia,
0: but the, it was written by a member of Manfred Mann Earth Band. Oh, really? And a member of Procol Harum. No way. Yes. Yep. So, quite no, an interesting no, origin as well. So, uh, we... I'm, I'm turning into my brother here. My brother's always coming out with little <laughs> facts about music. Nothing wrong with that, I'm sure. Now, listen, you're, you're halfway through. Um, and just to remind you and remind everyone else, this is Joy Ridley's Desert Island Discs uh, collection, and um, you've chosen four songs. And I just want to check check in with you. How are you doing on your desert island? How are you feeling? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm okay. Managed to find some amazing fruit. I think that's uh, that, that would be the best thing. I think good. So, good. Um, yep. You've been foraging. I have. I've been out foraging. Excellent. Yeah. Send Excellent. The cat out as well. Yeah. Well, um, that's that's The cat's gone and caught some fish. So well, well that's handy. Far. That's very handy. <laughs> <laughs> well then, Rosie. Now we're going on to um, a very different song again. Um. Uh, this is a song that some people may remember from the the movie Four Weddings and a Funeral. Obviously, it was huge yes. in its day, and a massive number one, by yep. the Scottish band Wet Wet Wet, and Love Is All Around. And yes. um, yeah, so so why is it you're particularly uh, attracted to this song, Joy? Uh, well, I love marty Pello. That's that sort of the main reason okay um, <laughs> and his music and then, shall we say <laughs> yes oh yeah yeah that's well yeah <laughs> no it's i i'm actually one of the people who can remember when this was actually written by reg presley of the troggs ah. and so it, it was it was in the i think it was the 60s i think it was the 60s um so it was resurrected for for weddings and a funeral. I did um, not know that. So you are um, your brother. You are coming out with these wonderful little nuggets. He'll be so proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> His work is done. Um, <laughs> yes. Um,
1: but I, Wet 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 are, are a great band. And um Pello has, um, he has a very unusual, distinctive voice, fabulous voice.
0: Um, but he also is rather good looking. Which always well, helps. Which me. doesn't do any harm, does it? No, it doesn't. Um, he has this amazing smile, which um, just shows
3: it to me. It just shows how much he's enjoying his singing, um, and he's also a very good actor. He's been in a few musicals: *Ivita*, mm-hmm. um, Evita, *Chicago*.
1: Um, but the other thing about him is he's somebody who has had um, had his
0: demons. And has come out the other side. Well, has he? Because um, I, I remember him having his demons, and I think they were to do with drugs, yes. if I remember rightly. He was. He he was um, very. Um, he was addicted to heroin. Um,
1: I, I've seen you know I've seen him being interviewed about it, and um, he, he, it was it, he was it was one of those things of a, a group of young men who f- get success too early, and he said that it really went to his head. He really thought he was the bee's knees, mm. that he could do no wrong. Mm. And um, and then just sort of lost the plot. Um, he was, unfortunately, the rest of the band, they were very patient with him for a while, but then in the end, they just said, you've got to go. <laughs> and I think they've got back together twice,
0: um, but he now mostly does solo stuff. Right. But he, he just is
1: such a joy to um, to listen to to watch. Um, he's been doing in, through coronavirus. He's been doing
0: daily lockdown sessions. Oh, has he? Every day. Wow. You've been listening into those. Um, um, yes, yes. He, they're on. He does them on Facebook,
1: and of course they then get onto YouTube. Um, and he to start with it was all wet, wet, wet music, but now he just does. Requests, you know, what anyone asks for. He's also done a bit of fundraising along the line for various, um, you know, sort of sick children and, and that sort of thing. But he just—it's just—he—he he exudes joy when he's singing. It's just this extraordinary big smile he has. And he's quite funny as well. He has this lovely Scottish accent, um, <laughs> which I find very attractive, the Scots accent. So. Yeah,
0: so you're a bit of a fan yeah, all round by the sounds of it. I'm just a fan. <laughs> I'm just a fan all you're, round. You're, a, you're a groupie is what we're really saying. I, I am. I have seen them live several times. Good both, stuff. Both Fad's Wet 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 and him on his own. And it's a great. They really give you a good show. So, brilliant so listen let's play this. this of course and of course four weddings was a great film yeah so it was a great film not, and then not to like, really. yeah so yes. it's all good stuff <laughs> uh, why not so here we go lovers all around uh by wet 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 from uh, Wet, Wet, Wet with the um, big smiling Marty Pello, I think is the uh, main attraction there. Fair to say, Joy? Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Good for you. Now, listen, Joy, you've you've been very open and honest. A couple of times you've referenced the fact that um, you struggled with depression yourself. You mentioned Marty Pello's demons. I was just wondering, and I know that... um, we haven't yet spoken about your work at the Old Moat Garden Centre, but do you yourself get the support that you need to to cope and manage that?
1: I, I do. I, it's one of the things, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, um, the Old Moat Garden Centre and Cafe, which is in Horton Lane, opposite Horton Country Park. Um,
0: in, Epsom. <laughs> it's, in Epsom? In Epsom, sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, it's
1: um, part of Richmond Fellowship, which is a mental health charity. And um, what we do at the Old Moat is we help people who are living with mental ill health um, to gain confidence and skills by working alongside our team and our fantastic volunteers. We have about 40 volunteers and we literally could not survive without them. Um, And they work alongside the team either in the horticulture side or the shop or the cafe or some go from one to another. Um, and it, it helps. It's, it helps them. They're people who are actually on their recovery path, but they're not yet ready to go back to work mm. or to, or, or they're not used to socializing anymore. They've they need to get back into talking with people, interacting with people, um, just taking responsibility for their themselves. And um, we work very closely with them. They, but it's up to them to decide what they want to do. We don't sort of tell them what they, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, our members of that, they each have a lead amongst the team who they meet with uh, on, on a regular basis to talk about what where they want to go from here. And the idea is that they will be with us for about um, up to two years usually, at the end of which time they are um, nearly always ready to go on to either... Um, another volunteering post, or into a paid job, yeah. or some going
3: into Fantastic.
1: training. But it, it helps them get back to to you know to move on. Mm. Basically, mm. Um, it's, it's almost entirely very local people. The, the the idea is that we are working with local people. Um, and what happened w- with uh, Richmond Fellowship? We're unique. We're unique within Richmond Fellowship, being a garden centre, and it came about through. It, it used to be part of Manor Hospital when, when there were several um, mental health hospitals in Epsom, and it started as a horticulture project for p- people who were in inpatients, um, and it was in, back in 2008. Uh, the NHS asked Richmond Fellowship if they would like to take it on, and um, and that and Richmond Fellowship did. Most of the other services the charity provides are things like supported housing, Mm -hmm. crisis crisis support, employment advice, uh, all sorts of things like that. And most of them are funded through NHS contracts or local authority contracts. Um, The NHS unfortunately had to withdraw the funding from the old moat a few years ago. And at that point, Richmond Fellowship decided that to to preserve the service, the only way they could do it was to make it more self-sufficient. So it basically they bought the site, they invested money to expand mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. so that we now have the much bigger car park, the bigger shop, everything. And they recruited their
0: first ever fundraiser, uh, uh, which is me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joy Ridley. <laughs> uh, I am the fundraising and events officer, yes.
1: And, um, and the, the great thing about, I, I just remember what your question was, uh, <laughs> the great thing about working for a mental health, charity is that they are very aware that you know um their staff are they're very supportive of the staff that they there are quite a few of us who've had our own life experience as they call it which actually is a strength because it means you can understand better uh, the people you're working Absolutely. with um, so yes, we get a lot of support. I, at the moment, um, I'm still working full time, although I'm shielding and I'm at home. Um, I'm very lucky that most of my job, actually, apart from actually running the events, um, and of course we're not doing any at the moment, um, I can do most of my job from home. And, um, so I am, but I still get the, the, the support, um, from the team, you know, that make sure I'm okay. And it, it is, it is, um... it's it's a really good team to be part of we all support each other we understand each other um we know that people have their moments you know
0: and that you've just got to to help each other get through it really well one of the, the strengths i was picking up on was that you know um in recent years there's been a growing awareness of um what shouldn't be the case but what is Recognize as this what can be a stigma around people suffering from from mental health and of course it's just health um you know there isn't really you know that we're both physical beings but also um mental and um spiritual beings as well and um what i really love about the way this conversation is about the way you've just been very open from the start to say look and we all do, I do, and I'm sure many people listening to this will be thinking the same thing. We all have our moments, as you've just described, but it can be really important to be able to be upfront and honest with people, and that itself yes. can be uh, an aid to your own men- mental health, to be able to say, look, I'm not having a good day today.
1: Yes, oh, d- definitely. I mean, when, when I went for my interview for this job, in my previous job, I had been off work for seven months with depression, um, it was the first time I'd ever been off work with it i'd I'd always before just dealt with it as I went along um but it came to a point where I wasn't capable of doing my job basically and um i um when I went for the interview, I thought now i I can either be totally upfront about this or I can. I can ask. They uh, hope they don't ask me what I've just been doing. Mm, you
2: know? mm. And um, I was totally upfront.
1: And they said, for us, that's an advantage because you know what it's like. Yeah. Um. And it makes you more empathetic. You understand what it's like with the people you work with. And the more you do talk about it, the more openly, you 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 feel able to. Um.
0: Then the more it helps both you and, and other people. So. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that's a really good um, message to share with other people, that um, it can be a strength, and hopefully more places, more businesses, are welcoming and um, inclusive in that way.
1: Yeah, they are. They are getting better. There's still a way to go, but um, there are other you know businesses are getting better at it. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Now you've chosen an, I think, an amazing piece of music next by um, yeah. a very strong performer. Um, the song um, is uh, "Bring Him Home," from the yeah. uh, musical *Les Misérables*, and it's obviously yeah. the singer Alfie Beau. So, yeah. are you? You mentioned your um, Amdram before. Is this from that love, or is it from a different connection?
1: It, it's well, it's all sort of wrapped up in it. I'm, I'm a bit of a musical junkie. I, I love musicals. Um, I have been known on more than one occasion to go to a musical and love it so much that I walk straight over to the box
0: office <laughs> I and I play out and book another ticket. <laughs> In fact okay. this
1: was one that I did that for. Um I uh, there's something about uh, I'm am not all musicals. I you know, I have there are some you see and you think, Yeah, that was okay. But there are some that just really touch you. They just really um but Les Mis is one of them. I, it, it, I, I think there are so many people out there who love Les Mis,
0: I know there are also some people who can't stand it. <laughs> Don't understand why, but they each to their own. <laughs> it is so powerful, and it just it, it it
1: just reaches into you and sort of then tears your hair your, your heart out. You know, it's um I've seen Les Mis loads of times. It's it's definitely my favourite new school, and, it's cool. and um, I was at the 25th anniversary at the O2, um, which was in October 2010, which was the first time Alfie Bow sang this song. Um, uh, It was one of those things where they brought in loads of people who've played the roles of letting
2: ladies before, you know, it's a big stage thing, Mm -hmm. and he sang this, and it was just extraordinary. Every time he sings this, it's one of those pin drop moments, you know, you could hear a pin drop. But that time, it, the
1: entire O2 just went absolutely silent. And then at the end, there was this just enormous ovation. And I've, I've um, heard him talk about it, and he said he gets so involved in this song that. At first, when it finished, he was just still in the song. And you can see, he's sort of standing there with his eyes closed. And then he said he was suddenly aware of this swell of sound <laughs> coming from the audience. And he was as gobsmacked as anybody else. And, um, of course, now he's just so famous for singing it and for that amazing last note that everybody <laughs> listens for. Um and I went to, they recently had um, a few months where they were doing a special version of Les Mis while the theatre it's usually in was being renovated. And um, it was at the Guildwood Theatre. And they did it, it, it was like, I think they call it concert staging. So most of the soloists sing at the front of the stage. Yes. But they are in costume and they are, is performing. And... All the sort of the chorus are sitting on these benches behind and playing different characters, and it was absolutely stunning to, to see. Um, that is one of the ones where I went straight up to the box office and asked for it because because it was only it only had a few days left and it was sold out, and I just went to them and said, "Have you got just one ticket for any of the performances?" And I was lucky; they did have. So, um, but it, it is an extraordinarily powerful um, piece of music and of course now um, um, it's again it's one that is appropriate for now you know bring him home the words are very meaningful now and um, of course he and some other West End performers did a version
0: of this from their homes um, to thank the NHS which oh, I must look out for that yeah, in fact, what I'll probably yes, do is do post that things. on on the page once I find it, yes. because it'd be nice to to do that, so people who are listening to this can actually also play that as well.
1: Yes, they they did it one. one of those things where they each
0: took it in turns to yep. sing a line. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um. Oh wow. And also, of course, he he
1: he does seem to keep popping up on the one show and things like that, being being interviewed about this, that, and the other. Um but i I just think he's wonderful, and i I love seeing him and Michael
0: Ball together if you if you've if you haven't seen them together I have um, seen them together, on yeah, one of those shows yeah. you're referring to, yeah. which is very powerful they are just so their chemistry is so fantastic. yes no they do so work funny. very well together great and their so listen they work so well. This is a brilliant yeah, song. Yeah, i talking too much. No, 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 you should, should you should, know. it's, it's, it's wonderful to hear and everything you're saying is very compelling. So it's great. So I just want to hear that song because you, you set it up so well. So here we go. <laughs> Bring him home from Les Miserables by Alfie Boe. I think he nailed that last note you were referring to there, Joy. <laughs> Amazing, that last note. I should, I should mention
1: that, that that version that I went straight to the box office to get the ticket, it was because it was him and Michael Ball were
0: playing the two leads in that version. Um, so you've seen them it was seen them twice. So unique thing. So I, well, I think I saw it about four times in the whole run, but um, it, it was just extraordinary extraordinary so oh and matt lucas as tonardier matt lucas is oh yes, yes 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 so uh, there you go what a cast <laughs> it was. It's fabulous. now you've um gone from the um shall we say spiritual heights of bring him home to very two last and very upbeat numbers yes. Uh, uh, yes. starting off with sylvia by focus yes. and um so uh, talk us through this one yeah, um, Focus
1: um, is, a, is a Dutch band um, with an amazing flautist keyboard player called Thijs van Leer, and they are still performing as well, which is quite amazing. They came, they appeared during the time I was at uni um, and were most famous for a, a tune called Hocus Pocus <laughs> um, by Focus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> which weird because he actually yodeled in it but it was it was very popular at the time and so this takes me back to uni which was again another very happy time in my life Um, I spent the second and third year sharing with three absolutely lovely ladies
0: called Jane Ross and Gwen and where were you and what were you studying oh Bristol Bristol you're at Bristol Um, and you're studying uh, French and German Ah, so you're you're Um, a linguist uh, Yes, yes, for my sins Fantastic Um, Bristol's a fabulous place anyway but it's a great place to be at at university because
1: it's not a campus university I believe they are now building a campus Mm. I think but mostly it's always been really spread out around the city so you were never isolated from the rest of the the community
3: Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you were
1: part of it so it was a very happy three years my we had an absolute poot in our flat um and we were always playing music we all had very different choices but we you know it would it was always playing and again the this um this particular track is a is a very uh, joyous piece of music um it's it's more recently come back into my life because as i say focus are still performing and there's a place in Sutton called the Boom Boom Club. Yes. Which
0: is, uh, you, do you know the Boom? Boom No, but I'm just intrigued by the name, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's um, it's at Sutton United Football Club. Right. It's in their club. It's in their club bar,
1: and it's a lot of it is um, tribute acts, but they do also have some others. Uh, some, uh, you know,
0: I was going to say genuine bands. I know a tribute act. You know, you know what I mean. I know exactly what you and, mean, and um, I'm sure they do too. Um, Focus have played there several
1: times, and it's 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 a really good atmospheric place. This it's being the club bar. It's it's a sort of place with low ceilings, sticky floors, cheap beer, um, uh, mostly standing, not not too much sitting down, and it's just a fabulous atmosphere. And they have great bands there. And I go a lot with well, I've seen Focus there several times with my brother David and his wife Glenda. Um, So for me, it makes me think of
0: them as well. Having lovely nights there with them. And it always makes me want to get up and sing and dance, this one. Well, that's not bad. I'll try try not to right now. No, I think you should. I think you should get up. You should definitely (laughs) dance. And maybe you can sing at the end when it's finished. (laughs) But let's hear them sing first. So this is Focus singing uh, Sylvia. Focus and Sylvie. Was that the, the version you were expecting? It, it was, yes. Actually, it, it struck me. i I rather sort of misled you by did, singing along with it. You did, didn't you? Because it's a, it, obviously it's an instrumental. But so it, when I say I sing along with it, it's the sort of la, la, la. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was was that you la, la, laing in the background then? Uh, well, I hope you didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> Gently. And why not, I say, why not? So, Joy, we've had a lot of fun. I've, I told you it'd be a lot of fun. You were, you, before we started this, you're I think right. you were a little bit nervous, but I think you've I'm done pretty nervous. well. Oh, thank you. It has been fun. It's been a lot of fun. You're very good at, at putting people at their ease. That was kind of you to say. So listen, we've got one more song, and it is another upbeat one, and I think the clue is in the fact that it's called Dance the Night Away by the Mavericks from the album Trampoline. So you wanted to go out with a bang, is that right?
1: Yes, and also this is very much about the old mode.
0: Um, oh, good.
1: Uh, I, 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 already like the song anyway. Um, I like the Mavericks. I, it was one of my favourite songs. But um, this is all about our events. Um, we've been, we've been building a reputation and a lot of and, and a lot of success with our events. Um, and especially the live music, which we have at least once a month. Uh, we have comedy nights, we have quiz nights. Mm. All of them pretty much sell out every time. And um, I've been very fortunate.
2: Um, uh, our manager, Jack, who unfortunately got headhunted just before lockdown. Mm. So, so And our new manager, Matt, who is also fabulous. Poor
0: chap started the very first day of lockdown. That was his his first job was to shut down the old motor. So, That's not an easy so first day, is it? Baptism of fire. Yeah. But um, I was fortunate working with Jack. That he absolutely loved events,
1: so was totally on board with it and very supportive. We would do them together. Also, incredibly lucky because I'm just I'm I am a fundraiser of one. I don't have a team. Um, so for, for running the events I'm dependent on volunteers and I've got such a great team of people who help out um, couldn't have done it without them so um, and we have fun with the events we, we're we planning to do lots and lots more um, and the music events in particular um, we are now being approached by bands who want to perform at the Old Moat oh
0: fantastic uh,
1: yeah and we have lots of um, it's, it's local, local bands, people like the Riotous Brothers and the Rusty Rovers and Shoro Bandido and Acoustic Bliss and people like that. Um, but this particular number, on the last event we had before lockdown,
2: and of course we don't know at the moment when we'll next be able to of come course the event, yes. um, was a lovely
1: local duo called The Everly Others, Haley and Jerry. Um, they do this fabulous act where the first half of it, they are, it's a tribute to the Everly Brothers, and then the second half, they put their disco lights on, (laughs) and just do lots and lots and lots of other stuff. Wow, there's a combination. um, This was on on Valentine's Night. We had wondered whether it was, you know, whether holding an event Valentine's Night, we wouldn't get um, enough people, but it was absolutely sold out, and they just are so infectious. They get people up on their feet. And the whole cafe was just, when they did this number, when they did Dance the Night Away, practically everyone was on their feet, uh, dancing around, singing, laughing. The atmosphere was just amazing. So um, I, wanted, I wanted to, to have this as, as the sort of, you know, the last
0: piece of music. Um, they're also Actually they're another um, Band that is doing lockdown sessions Every Thursday night They they perform from home at 8.30 um, And remind us of the name Of the band again Everly Others, Everly, Everly, they, Others. They also, Everly Others They also call themselves Party Duo
1: And you can find them on Facebook um, And it's a really good uh, Fun They're very relaxed Very Very uh, uh, very laid back, and they just play lots of stuff. It's it's great. So um,
0: they um, they're coming back to us in December. They're Good.
1: On the December.
0: Um, that's hoping that all of this. Sure, sure. <laughs> events <laughs> events um, dependent, obviously, but that's the plan. Yes. And this is to remind um, you of them and that every night. Time I hear every time I hear this song
1: now, it, I think of that night and how wonderful
0: it was. What wonderful memories. Brilliant. So Dance the Night Away, The Mavericks, but really thinking of the performance by in their guys as the party duo <laughs> <laughs> at the Old Moat Garden Centre, not far from Epsom Town Centre. Here we go. There we go. How much fun was that? I have to be honest, Joy, I was up on, on the floor. I was dancing around. <laughs> I, felt, I felt the infectiousness. The spirit was... Oh, I bet it was a lot of fun that night. Oh, it was fabulous fun, yep. Brilliant. So you have completed your eight songs. And as you know, I'm now going to pose you a series of questions. Um, um, I'll remind you of the more difficult one, and I'll ask you that at the end. So the more difficult question is which of those eight songs, if you had to choose, would you take to your desert island? So have a, have a, have a carry on thinking about that. So the next one is you traditionally are offered the uh, the Bible and the complete works of Shakespeare's, uh, Shakespeare's works. Do either of those um, end up with you on your island? Uh, yeah, I think I'd, I'd probably like
1: to have both of them. Um, the, the Shakespeare in particular, because although I do a lot of andream, um We've only, our group actually players um, has only done one Shakespeare play. Um, I I do struggle a bit with the language, I have to say, but when you actually do one of the plays, you, you get to mm. start to understand it. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think to read all of them would be great. Um,
0: um, and it would take a lot of time. So, and you've got time. So, and you've got plenty of <laughs> time. You've got plenty of time on your island to uh, to indulge in your Shakespearean endeavours. Okay, so you've got the Bible, you've got um, Shakespeare's complete works, so you've got plenty of reading matter, but you also get a luxury and a book. Now, I know you said that um, the book might pose you a few problems, but if you were able to cheat, you could um, come up with yeah. an idea. What idea is that?
1: Yes. Yeah. well, um, I couldn't think of a sort of one standout book book. Um, that I would want to keep rereading, but if I can cheat and ask for a collection, um, the the books, the novels of Neville Shute.
0: Um, Neville Shute, if you, I don't know if you. I don't know Neville me. Shute not not so well. I'll be, be honest. honest. He's he was an Australian author. But I already knew of him before I went to Australia. Um, but his his books are set in Australia. Um, you may a town like Alice. Oh yes, absolutely yes, girl? yes yes. That's one of his. Oh right, okay, and, interesting. Or um, uh, was it town called Alice? It's town like Alice. Isn't there? I think a town like Alice. But yes, um, and my mother had a book um,
1: Requiem for a Wren, which was um, another of his. So I'd already read. Um, few of his books and then of course going to Australia it all started to make a lot more sense because I was there
0: you know where Mm, uh, it always it always uh, gives uh, it a different context doesn't it when you're in in the place where they're set and um
1: unfortunately he's he he's no longer alive and I remember when I heard he died I thought oh damn it I've read all his books there's (laughs) there's nothing left now
0: excuse my language there by the way that's fine (laughs) um and um but they're the sort of books you could read and reread and reread. So, so yes. A so if you can, Neville Shute would be lovely. If you, you so yes, we can. Uh, I think we can indulge <laughs> you. You can, you can take a collection of Neville shoots books with you, and you also get a luxury as well. Which luxury yeah. do you think would aid you on your island? That would be a piano. Ah. Yes. Do you play the piano, or would you be learning to I, play the piano? No, I do play. the piano. Of course, because you I, said, you played I, with I, your mother when you were younger. I, yes. Yeah. I learnt. I learnt when I was. Young
1: and yes, we play duets together. I unfortunately don't have room for a piano where I live, which is really annoying. I have got a, a
0: electric key mm. thing, but it's but it's not the same, not the same as a piano. So um, would this be a stand-up um, piano or a grand piano? Oh, grand would be <laughs> yes. I was visualising a stand-up one, but no, let's make it a Steinway. Why not? Why not? You got space on your island, haven't you? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, go for it. Um, and that tuner as well I think one of those yeah well we (laughs) might we we might we might put one of those in the box shall we say (laughs) Um, so you've got your Steinway you're out there you're looking at the waves coming coming by and you are going to listen to a piece of music but if I restricted you to one piece of music of the eight you mentioned which one would it be well do you know
1: as we've listened to them I've changed my mind with each piece of music. Oh, it's got to be this one. Oh, it's got to be that one, you know. Um, Very tempted by Nimrod and
0: Alfie Bow, but I think I'm going to end with the Mavericks. Yeah. That's the nice way. I thought you might. Because that would really get me up, moving about. Yeah, yeah. to remind you of some great times. And bring back happy memories of the old moat as well. Yeah. Uh, Well, the, the great work that's done at the old moat garden, but more importantly, the people who are there. Having a good time and sharing each other's company—it, I always think yeah. it's going to be hard to beat that. Yes, definitely. So joy, we, we've, um, I think you've, uh, you've managed to make this crossing, um, without any mishaps. You did really well. <laughs> Thank you. You do, you are you're, you're a natural. You'll have, we'll have oh, to have to get, have to get you out there again, and, uh, you know, once we got you talking, you know, you had a lot to but say. No, it is, it is hard to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> said. And and especially of course at the moment because i don't have a lot
1: of people to talk to so you know when i get when i get somebody i'll
0: keep going yeah and why not it's been a pleasure it's been a, uh, i've enjoyed listening to your stories what you've had to say i thought, as you as you said about your brother david you got little nuggets along the way each each song oh first of all a brilliant collection of music and um, your referencing of them was was really interesting, and I'm sure other people will feel the same. So, we do need that picture of you when you were ten. Remember, yes, <laughs> with your little badge, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I think we're also going to put a link to uh, who was it to Was it to um, the Italy the Others. the Ob- Everly Ob- Others? So people can yeah. see. Um, and I think you mentioned Marty Pelos. Um, um, so I'm thinking yeah. of a few links we yeah. can put underneath your. Uh, your your posting, which I'll do tonight if you don't mind. That would be lovely. Yeah. So what I'll do after this is I'll send it to you. But um for now, Joy Ridley, thank you so much for spending a beautiful amount of time with us and uh, sharing all your stories and music. Thank you, Baron. It's been a pleasure. Me too. Me too. Speak soon. Take care. Yep. Yeah, bye. Bye bye.